So welcome to season 5 of Tetarik with Wallet. Well, every season is just 10 episodes. So this is episode 41 and I am extremely delighted to kick off season 5 with somebody whom I've wanted to have on for a long time but now I think the opportunity presented itself with the launch of his uh, media outlet, uh, Joe Media, which he will talk about. So that will be the focus of tonight. So hopefully it will be a laid back, fun uh, episode uh, and he is uh, an extremely uh, humorous uh, person. So Sudhir, Sudhir Thomas Vadakyath, he's mostly on Facebook uh, because that's where people his age usually operate, people our age usually operate. <laughs> but today is his foray into uh, Instagram live. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So. You guys know uh, Sudhir, uh, just a little bit about him. Uh, he uh, is the author of a couple of uh, books, including Hard, Hard Choices, uh, where he uh, co-authored, co-edited with uh, Donald Lowe, uh, and uh, another uh, extremely interesting book. Uh, but today we're not going to talk about those books. I mean, maybe tangentially, today we'll be talking about uh, his new media outlet called Zoom Media. So I will accept his request and hopefully all will go well. All right, how are you? Yeah, good, good. I I I, I didn't quite appreciate that. Like, <laughs> talk about young people using IG and older people like me using Facebook. That but, was but, just. But, but aside from that, it was a very nice intro. Thanks. <laughs> that was that was factual, right? Don't don't you think? I mean, I'm I'm facing the same problem. Also, I spend most of my time on Facebook rather than. Instagram and I'm not on TikTok at all and most of my students don't even use Facebook. Yeah, so we are yeah. we are relics, right? Uh, so <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, I guess the different platforms serve different purposes. Uh. But yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There, there's there's definitely an age age uh, segmentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why it's good to be on different ones? And who it depends uh, who we want to reach also, right? Uh, then. We can cater the uh, the posts or our engagement to different platforms. So tell us about Joe Media and why why Joe Media, right? So uh, people would say there are already enough online outlets, right? The alternative media is saturated. Uh, you have Mothership, you have Rice Media. Uh, so why why Joe Media? Why is there a need? What function does it serve? Um, well, I think there, there, there are a few things that we're bringing that different to the table. Uh, firstly, if you look at a lot of the current online media sites, so you mentioned membership and rise. Uh, I think their business model is quite different from ours. And so what that means, different model meaning that they are advertising dependent. So what that essentially means is that they are always sort of geared towards chasing more eyeballs for their for their content, right? Um, because that will allow them in turn to attract advertisers, greatest number of eyeballs they have, and that that has a way of like incentivizing journalists and incentivizing the outlet in a different way. You you end up basically pushing out a lot more content that. You know, for lack of a better word, it might be sensationalized sometimes, uh, might be chasing the hot topic of the day. Uh, and those incentives, I think, 
basically a quick kind of original content that you can put out, and not not just in terms of topic choice, but in terms of how you structure the FOPs, uh, the sorts of headlines that you choose. You know, you're you're always looking for stuff that will get you high engagement on on social media, uh, that will get you high eyeballs. Whereas Joe, largely because of our business model, which is a subscription-based, reader-funded model, that kind of like insulates us from these short-term pressures. Um, and allows us actually to, to put out a lot more original content where we're not actually, you know, just chasing eyeballs, but we are actually, you know, trying to create long investigative pieces that actually can delve deeply into issues, not not just issues that might be the flavor of the day, but but issues that are really important to tackle that that sometimes take many many months to pr produce. Okay, so, hey, so the difference between Jom and others would be that because it's a subscription-based uh, business model, you are able to do more quality content or it's more... Uh, I, I don't know whether that's fair, quality content, uh, but you are able to do content which doesn't rely on short-term sensationalism. Uh, and I think that's, that's fair. I guess the question is... Uh, how sustainable is this then? Could I could I just pause pause then and um, tell everybody about the the two subscriptions that we're actually giving away today? Carry on, yeah, carry on. And then we can resume because because yes. one okay. of them one of them actually is beneficial that uh, okay, the audience sure. knows about ahead sure. of time. So yeah, we're as I mentioned, Joom is a subscription business, and we'll be giving away two one month subscriptions. And uh, so I'll ask two questions during the course of, of uh, today's chat. Um, the first one, which I'm going to ask now, you, you can sort of take your time to think about an answer. And we've got people monitoring uh, all the comments. Um, and the second one, maybe I'll ask midway through our conversation. Maybe you can prompt me, Walid. Yeah, so, okay, sure. So, so the first one is uh, like a fun one. It's about like, bit of like fun wordplay around Joam, you know, so so we've been like thinking of different names uh, or permutations of Joam that, that, you know, can have a special meaning or, or, or sound catchy and, and, and that, you know, we can sort of adopt. So uh, we we internally started calling each other Jomrads, you know, uh, so, that, so that's one thing. And then somebody suggested Jomradery the other day as, as a form of uh, camaraderie inside Joe. Right. Uh, the other day, a friend of mine also suggested just dropping when in Joe, you know, because people often ask me how, how right. do you pronounce Joe. I often say it rhymes with Rome, right? So, right. <laughs> so people say when in Joe, like, like when in Rome. So anyway, so the first question is, we're, we're hoping that um, you guys can come up with the most inventive, fun wordplay, anything around the word Joe. Um, and oh. whoever, you know, whoever suggests like a Joam related word or some Joam permutation that, that we think is the most fun. So that person uh, and, and just key in your comments over the course of this chat, um, uh, we will we, award the first prize, uh, the, the first subscription to that person. Oh, nice. Nice. So yeah. oh, that's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So in fact, uh, <laughs> you know, me and uh, my wife and I, when, when we want to leave, we'll, we'll just say, you know, it's very, it's very normal for, for Malay-speaking folks just to say Jom, right? But we, we just say amongst ourselves, Jomsters. I don't know how that came about also. But yeah. Oh, I see you're, you're not drinking Teh Tarik, Sudir? 
Job says, yeah, I, cheers, cheers, by the way, Wally. Thanks, thanks for, thanks for allowing it's okay, it's okay. to... Uh, it's, a, it's a secular, uh, it's a secular occasion. So even though that's, <laughs> it's a non-halal drink, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny, it's funny. I mean, like, like throughout my growing up, I mean, I used to, you know, go to Adam Road, spend a lot of time there. Late at night, uh, Al-Azhar, you know, I spent yeah, a lot of yeah, time yeah, yeah. with my youth in Al-Azhar. Yeah. And I, I mean, those days, yeah, I can drink like 10 cups of Teh Tarik over the course of a few hours, but <laughs> these days to some, man, I mean, I, understand. I, I, I won't be able to get to sleep before 6 a.m. or something if I drink Teh Right, now. right, I understand, I yeah. Can, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, I was asking, uh, Sudir, as, as I yeah. think some uh, our audience, uh, they are thinking about uh, the the pun or wordplay. So, is this a sustainable business model? You know, I don't know whether you are familiar with uh, Breaking Points, uh, Crystal Ball and Saga and Jetty. Uh, so, they, they are this, uh, they have a YouTube show. So, theirs is a similar model to yours, although they have the, the public uh, content as well where, where YouTube is open to, to all, but they also rely on subscription because they are left and right populist in the States. They do a daily show weekday. And the, the reason why they did the subscription model is that is very reliant on YouTube's algorithm. And YouTube can easily screw them. And YouTube has done that before. Where YouTube can just change the algorithm and their, uh, their videos will not appear as much. So uh, do you think it's sustainable given the market here and given that there are all these other options? Like somebody who's, who's subscribing to Rise, maybe, then they think, why do I need to pay $10 a month to be, uh, to be a member? Which I am, by the way. I have subscribed in a show oh, of you support. Are? I am. <laughs> oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. I am, I am, yeah. Oh, so is Joom equals join our movement? So that's a, that's a question or, or a part. Yeah. yeah, so you are a journalist, I suppose. <laughs> I'm a journalist. Uh. Oh, that's not bad. I'm a journalist. Okay, okay. No, no, yeah. I, think I, I think I can run with that. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, do you think it's it's sustainable? Uh, I think that is going to be our biggest challenge. So, you know, I am very confident about the quality of our product. You know, I, I'm very happy with a lot of the early pieces that we've already put out. Um, you know, I, I think the site is looking very good. Um, the, the team we have in place is great. I, I, I actually have no worries at all about the content that we're going to put out. And I think it's going to be different enough for the Singapore market that people should see the premium and the value and, 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 and you know, uh, why, why does it need to pay for something like that um, and how it's different from what's out there already. Partly what I mentioned earlier about the business model allowing us to do different kinds of journalism that's not currently available. But you're right. I mean, I think there's a, there's a big mindset shift that we're going to have to um, push along, engineer. Um, and be because Singaporeans, I mean, people all over the world, because of the digital revolution, have become a bit um, addicted to free content, you know, particularly journalism. So it's not just true of Singapore, but in many parts of the world. Right. And again, a lot of a lot of the newer quote unquote content creators, um, they rely on advertising. And so 
that business model means that the the end user, you know, the the reader or viewer, or whatever, doesn't actually pay anything in terms of hard cash. But in a way, you could argue that the end user in that kind of a model, um, you know, is the product, right? The end user is the product right. because um, they they their eyeballs are essentially being monetized uh, for yeah. the advertisers of the big corporations. So I think there is a mindset shift that we're going to have to push to try to get people to understand the value of paid journalism. Um, it's not, it's, if you think about the Straits Times, which has almost like, I'm not wrong, if you, if you add up all their subscribers, it's like almost 400,000 people that the Straits Times has wow. uh, subscribers. They, they, now, still, I'm, I, they still do? I'm, I'm, I'm sure like 100,000 of those are like, free given out to schools and government agencies okay, who are right, to right. buy six times la. but you know <laughs> they have a lot la, right and, and um, it's we you know we uh, our base level sort of break even point is three and a half thousand subscribers okay so you know I don't think it's going to be easy by any measure but I think all of us in the team think it's something that's achievable right how, um, how many do you and, have so far in your short stint uh, I think we have about 200, okay. just over 200, okay. and we just That's launched. Yeah, so, you just launched a couple of um, days ago, right? Yeah. And so it's decent. We have, we have over 2,000 uh, sign up to our newsletter. Nice. So, okay. uh, and the newsletter is free. So, so all of you out there listening who, you know, maybe are still wondering whether to sign up, you know, you can always sign up for the newsletter first and, and get a bit of a taste for the content that we have before before committing to a paid subscription. But yeah, I, I, I think the market risk is our main uh, and biggest risk uh, that, you know, are, are Singaporeans willing to pay for content? Lah? But I think, I think uh, I may not have tried this uh, five or seven years ago, you know, I, 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 and I, I don't think anybody would have joined me at that point either. Uh, but but I think if you look at the market, there have been a few things that have, that have happened that that maybe give us a sense that now is the time. You know, uh, uh, one of them you you can see Singaporeans more and more eager and hungry for good original content, um, and I think some people seeing you know mothership and rice maybe not living up to the expectations that they had for independent media, so maybe looking for something else. I think the oh. other thing is that over the past. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe three to four years. You cannot Sorry? just you cannot just say that and then move on, you know. So what? What, <laughs> what, what do you I'll, mean? I'll come back. I'll come back. But, <laughs> okay, but okay. The, the other thing, which is very quick, is I think over the past three to four years, uh, the consumer has become, um, you know, sort of more habitualized to subscription products. Now, right. whether it's whether it's Netflix or the New York Times right. or, or whatever, right, right, I think, right. The Singaporean has become more used to seeing like a monthly bill or, or Patreon right. or, you know, supporting different content creators. So I think people are getting used to seeing a sort of a monthly bill on, on their statement. So I think that that's one market shift that's given us a bit of confidence. I um, see. Okay. I, I'm done with that. You, you want me to come back to Rice and Mothership? Is, it, <laughs> is, is, that, is that what you want me to come back to? <laughs> Well, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. To, I'm fine to, you yeah, know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, Carry on. Yeah. yeah, I'm, 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 I'm good friends with with the owners of of, of both companies. Ah, okay, uh, okay, I, okay, I see. I've written okay. for them before. I, right. I'd happily work for them again in the future. Okay. Um, and but you know, I think what I said earlier, it's largely because of their business model that forces them to chase eyeballs that basically just shifts your editorial in a particular direction. 
Um, and I think certainly for me, I mean, I'll speak as a, as a reader of rice, for example, I, you know, when I, when, when rice first came around, I think it's five or six years ago, I, I thought there was a lot more sort of edgy, original, right. interesting content. And I think over time, again, because of the market forces that exert themselves on a business model like that, you know, I, I think it's kind of shifted towards, a, you know, a lot more sort of um, product-based content marketing, uh, a, a lot more sponsored content, essentially, okay. um, which, you know, I... I, I don't make any moral judgments here. That that's yeah, that's course. their business model, and, course, and, and and they'll be around for a while, and and so yeah, mothership. Yeah. But you know, I I think we're just trying to fit ourselves in into a different space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so do you think it's just uh is just that the the business side that has made them shift their focus, or do you think there's a a political element here also, right? Being eager to be to not cross the line or being very careful to not cross the, any political lines. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's, that's, a, that's a great question because uh, if you look at the method of control, right, in Singapore today, uh, if, if you wind, wind the clock back 20, 25 years, the government had a lot more control over the media, right? The internet had just come yeah. about and, and there weren't that many independent sites and, and whatnot. Uh, social media wasn't around. Um, so the government could more easily control the media. But, but in today's world, with, you know, much greater diversity of online sites and commentators and, and influencers on Instagram and all this, you know, how, how does the government control the narrative? And, and the main way today is through the market. And what I mean the market is through advertising, right? So the advertising dollar is really strong in Singapore in terms of the government spend. So if you, if you compare advertising spend across countries, right, in Singapore, the government takes up like a, like a very big share of it. And, and, and okay. what that essentially means is that um, the government can control media outlets through their wallets, right, essentially... Right. So, so, so any media outlet that becomes dependent on government revenue, and, and this could be a big entity like Mothership. Uh, it could be a very small content creator on Instagram. It, you know, it, it, can be a, it can be a content creator on YouTube. It can be somebody like Michelle Chong, who, who, who does a lot of uh, commission work for the government. So, so you know, the That's concept good. of media itself is very diverse today, and, 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 and that's how the government controls. So, so you're right. I, I, I suspect that any media outlet, and I would include Mothership and Rice in this, that depends on the government for commission content, sponsored content. Suddenly, you've got all these, you know, forces, whether it's self-censorship or, yeah. or, or even direct censorship acting on you. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. So, I, I think let's, let's move on to that question, right? So, self-censorship in Singapore, do you think that that is going to be... A huge problem for for Joe and uh, how do you intend to get around that? So, uh, for instance, do you see? Have you ever encountered this where people go up to you, for instance, and then they say they like your work, but they don't want to take a picture with you or something like that? You know, you you get what I'm saying, right? As in, maybe not to that to that extent, but the idea is they they are always self censoring or they don't even want to subscribe because they don't know who's watching or whatever it is. It, you know, it's it's really funny you say that because like um, the past the past few years like I I I started like 
one thing I started doing on social media is like, you know, I go, I go and have lunches with people and all that. And I think I've done it with you as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll take a photo and then yeah, write, yeah. write something short about the person. Yeah. And my original intention was just like, oh, you know, there, there are a lot of interesting, diverse people in Singapore. And I wanna, whenever I meet them, I just want to share on social media. Lah. You know, just right. write a little story about this different person that I'm meeting. But then, but then what you said, then I realized some people are like, hey, no, 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 no. Don't want to be photographed with you, man. So, yeah. So, uh, that, and and I I mean as you might imagine there are usually people in some shape or form in the establishment um, and I think there there is a bit of fear there uh, you know I I know this isn't exactly your question on self censorship but there is a bit of fear there about being associated with the quote unquote wrong people uh, for sure so I I, I go and choke people sometimes uh, you know I like I force myself <laughs> you know, they might be a bit uncomfortable but I force myself. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's partly also like just, just like loosen up, lah. You know, it's like if 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 we're trying to build a, a a society where different viewpoints can be exchanged in a in a sane and and fun way, right? Without getting too personal, then you know, part of it is the ability to associate ourselves publicly yeah. with people with, with people whose viewpoints we may not necessarily agree with. Absolutely, and I think you you even uh, went out with Kelvin Ching, right? And you you did a post on that and and I thought, I got a lot of shit for that man I got a lot of shit for that <laughs> I can imagine I can imagine right you got a shit a lot of uh, shit from your side right so from people who are on your side who would be uh, against that but I I thought that was great I thought that was great I I, I, I would hesitate about using your side and my side but yeah oh. I mean I I I get what you mean it's it's right people so people people, people on the, on the your... non-establishment yes 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 non-establishment yes. people I would say yeah closer to your own philosophies and ideologies so yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a sad situation if we cannot sit with people whom we disagree with right so uh so yeah, yeah is which a... is why I think yeah. your, your your show is great Wallet. your show is great you, thank you you invite many different people thank you yeah you're like you yeah. I was thinking you 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 you're like our you know, because you talk about the media, like like your your show effectively is also part of the media scene, right? You know, and and I was thinking you're 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 kind of you're kind of like our you're kind of like our opera, you know, you're like you like talk to people. All you need to do, all you need to do now is like is like start a book club, you know, you start start a wallet book club. Oh or something. Oprah, wow, wow. I, I don't know how to react to that. I was thinking you were gonna gonna go for what Trevor Noah or something. <laughs> oh, you brought yeah, Trevor what? Noah. Okay, sorry, sorry. We'll use, we'll use Trevor uh, Noah. Okay. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. So I I do, do see but, myself. You should do yeah. baca buku, baca buku dengan Wale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forget for pain and do B. Forget TT, do BB. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. The the question, the first question I had, it partly came from from a personal. Uh, standpoint as well because I do see myself as part of this media quote unquote right but this is my hobby right and I'm not making money from it in fact I'm losing a little bit of money for it but I see this as my my public work right which I can afford because I I have other things as in I have another job but if I were to do it full time that my whole calculation would change right? I probably would be thinking as well oh who am I going to invite and all of that which is why I think the subscription model it's even though it's very risky, I think it's really laudable what you're doing, and I think it allows you to to control your content far more and and not give in to all these pressures. I could never do such a thing, so I mean, it really heads off 
hats off to you for for doing that you know i mean if i but do you I'm, feel do you yeah. feel limited do you feel limited in terms of your guests like who you can invite because of your no so i i don't i don't uh uh the problem is there are many people who don't want to come <laughs> and then uh. i see and then i see them going on other people's <laughs> lives right well, okay it's fine I said fine I don't I'm, I'm obviously not bitter as you can see. <laughs> yeah but so I don't I don't feel limited but I won't say that uh even for me I that is no holds but I mean ultimately I do sometimes also think oh is this is this topic okay or is this person I mean I I have to be honest and even I uh I do uh, fall and <laughs> succumb to those uh thoughts as well. Uh, so there is a question by uh, by uh, Arun. He is asking, "What are your thoughts on the government's impending actions to ta- tackle cancel culture, uh, given uh, that you have spoken about Pofma and things like that?" Um, I firstly, I, I I worry about the. the the place that it comes from the desire to cancel the, the desire to tackle cancel culture what what is the root sentiment or emotion that it comes from and and my worry is that uh it's it's just out of a desire to control speech as um and and you know to to control speech being one of it but but also to basically label quote and quote and popular opinions and these were opinions mostly coming from the left um as problematic um and 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 the way you do that is that when the left when the left um actually criticizes a position of somebody so so a very good example recently would be the 3778 debate right so um the government's position is that we don't want to stigmatize uh gays and the queer community but at the same time we cannot allow cancel culture to cancel the pro 377a people so so people in support of 377a should be allowed to also express their views yeah and if we shut down this then that's an example of cancel culture now this is quite problematic because it 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 comes from a desire to control speech and essentially what you're saying is we don't want to we don't want to stigmatize gays and the queer community but we'll also allow this is the government's position we'll also allow pro 377a meaning people who want to call them criminals because if you're pro 377a you're essentially calling uh, in today's world gay men criminals we should also allow this opinion and that's problematic because you you can't have both you can't say let's not stigmatize them but let's also allow another you know bunch of people and a lot of them are religious leaders to essentially call them criminals okay, uh, so, and then so so maybe maybe if not 377a so if uh, religious folks uh, say that oh gay marriage is immoral in my faith or is this allowed in my faith do you think that's crossing the line or do you think that's unacceptable um i i think to say that to say that i mean i mean it, it gets back to the definition of marriage and it, it also gets back to the platform that you're using right so if you say that 
family units and unions for, you know, people other than a man and a wife, right? Or a man and a woman, husband and wife. If you're saying that outside of that, we can't have family units and we can't have unions and that's immoral, then yes, I think that's a problem. That's, that's, that's a bigoted point of view. Now, if you're saying, if you're just saying marriage as how you in your religion define it and it's a very narrow perspective, then, you know, because, uh, and, and also the platform matters. So the platform matters and the message matters, I would say. And somebody wanting to stand up on a big platform and shoot down non-regular unions or family units, then yes, I think that is a problem. And I think people who criticize that, people who criticize that platform should not then be said, oh, it's cancel culture and we got to stop this cancel culture. So I think that's my worry now that, that the government doesn't quite understand the difference between a bigoted viewpoint on a platform um, and uh, what actually should be acceptable discourse for a diverse multicultural society. Yeah. So, so uh, Z uh, says uh, in response, uh, surely context around that statement matters if it's simply an expression of a personal view and respectfully delivered, that that is not problematic. Uh, so I, will you say that's a fair characterization of what, what you just said? Say again, sorry? Uh, so if uh, she said, surely context around that statement matters, the, the statement I mentioned, uh, if it's simply an expression of a personal view and respectfully delivered, then that is not problematic. I, I mean, it it really depends on 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 the platform, the following. It depends on a lot of things. I mean, and 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 modern technology and the internet, and social media has changed the the definitions around a lot of these things. So so, what is a personal view? Where is it broadcast? What's what's the following and power of the person delivering the quote unquote personal view? You you can't just say that I'm delivering a personal view. Uh, if actually it's actually bigoted and problematic and harmful to vulnerable communities in society and, okay. and the right. gay and poor community in particular has faced a lot of persecution in Singapore over the years. So I think, I think there are a lot of different dynamics that come right. into play okay. here. So, so I, yeah. I, I did a, a 90 minute, close to 90 minute. Uh, episode on 377A. So I don't want to really take it there. Uh, but just, oh, just okay. final. No, no, no. It's okay. So just just final one uh, on this. So if let's say the, the Mufti of Singapore or the uh, the Catholic Church said that, oh, we believe that in our faiths, gay marriage uh, is impermissible. So do you think that is, that is still uh, bigoted and that's still a problematic point of view? I think it's potentially depending. I'm, I'm sorry to keep caveating this, but but it is potentially depending on the platform and the audience and a lot of other things, right? But but of course, I I wouldn't deny the 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 person the right to say that that because essentially they are defining marriage according to their own religion. Yes. Right. Yeah. So if you are defining marriage according to your own religion, that's fine. But as long as you allow the space for society to 
say that there are other kinds of family units, there are other kinds of unions that are permissible, then that's fine. But, you know, often it's only the first that is given without the second. Right. So, so you think if they only say the first without the second, then that's bigoted? It is potentially problematic and it's potentially harmful to vulnerable communities in Singapore, yes. Yeah, so... Sure. So, so then, so then, then maybe you can see why religious folks are nervous when, uh, when for 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 many uh people of uh religion, uh, well not many, but at least for some faiths at least, uh, so this would be something that they really uh believe in, right? So, to say that, if you say this belief of yours publicly, and then you can be classified as a bigoted, then Surely you see that uh, this is why religious folks are nervous? So, so, so what I would say to that is that I, I think there should be a healthier level of criticism in this country, right? So if somebody was to say something like that, I think somebody else should have the right to say, should to have the right to tell the Mufti or the... Or the, or, the, or, the, or the leader of the Catholic Church or whatever, your statement is problematic and it's problematic for A, B, C, D, E. Agreed. And the, Agreed. Per, and the person who delivers that message should not then be face blowback around the, the guys of cancel culture. You're trying to cancel the Mufti or you're trying to cancel the... You know, so that, Agreed. You know, and Agreed. I, I think there's a bit of it which is also like Having a healthier discourse around oh, criticism. I, I absolutely agree. So I, I absolutely agree that no statement by, by the church or by the mufti should, uh, is free from any challenge. Absolutely agree. And I don't think people who criticize that should be cancelled. And Otherwise, then it's very easy to hide behind authority, right? So I guess my, my, only, my only concern is if uh, religious folks, it's not, it's not even within their own faiths, they are not allowed to define what is permissible or what is not permissible. So that's, that, that was my, my only concern. Any, any final thoughts on this, Sudhir? And then we'll, we'll move on to the other topics. No, no, I think... I yeah. think oh, okay. Uh... okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. And thanks for that. That, that, was, a, that was a good exchange. Uh, so, uh, so, and that goes nicely to, to the question that I wanted to ask as well. So there is a, there is a belief... Hey, wait, around... one minute, one minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, sorry. Carry on. Can you tell me when we're like about halfway? Because I, I want to ask my second oh, question. Okay, we are, we are halfway already. <laughs> Carry on. Oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fine. Um, so, uh, I'll just repeat the first question for those of you who might have come late. And, and we're asking these two questions because they're, Joe, Joe is giving away two uh, one-month subscriptions to, to whoever, whoever, you know, gets the right answers or, or the answers that we, we think are the best. Um, so the first question, which some of you might have missed, which I asked at the start of the show, was, was around Joe wordplay. So, you know, come up with some yeah. funky new Joe so, words for us, uh, which... Jomalist, Teddy Jompipi. When Jom or... What am I? A journalist? Something called uh, journalist. Journalist. Yeah, yeah. So, so the first one is around... Uh, nice Joe permutations and whoever comes up with the nicest one will, will get a one-month subscription. Uh, question two, which I'm about to ask um, now, uh, has has uh, three parts. Uh, I'll go through them very quickly. Wow. Sorry, I want to take up your no, time. No, it's okay. Carry yeah. on, carry on. Yeah. But, but um, 
and 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 this one if you can answer like answer the three parts in the same comment so it's easier for us to tra track your 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 answer right they are they are very short answers so uh, but there are three parts so first first part is jom has six people listed in our team how many are ethnic minorities Come on. <laughs> we six in our team. How many ethnic minorities? That's the first one. Second one is one of our contributors wrote an article about their favorite Singapore movie. Uh, what movie was that? And third question is: Jom has three subscription tiers, three different paid subscription tiers, and what are they called? What are they called? So, what are the three? So I'll repeat the three questions. How many ethnic minorities in our core team? Uh, one of us wrote an article about our favorite Singapore movie. What movie was that? And third one is, what are the three Jom subscription tiers called? Okay, whoever whoever gets that right first uh, wins the second subscription. Right. Okay, well, I I actually know the answer to the last one only, not not the first two. <clears throat> so. So yeah, so they must answer all three questions, then they will get. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's a bit. Okay. It's a harder. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Can, can. Can. Oh, I mean, if, if 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 nobody gets all three, then whoever gets two, la, I mean, Okay. Uh, okay. Can. Can. So by yeah. the way, there's one. Uh, Jom let me down. <laughs> so uh, Jom let, let me down. down. I I assume it's don't let me down, but Jom means let's do it. So <laughs> so it means please let me down, basically. So yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, so you are part of a Jom Unity. Uh, so yeah, so that's another Jom one. Jom Unity. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Good thing nobody said Jom Unis, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so Sudir, so one of the yeah. things that, uh, one of the common criticisms is that the online media is always so liberal, and that's not Singapore society. And I mean liberal in every sense, whether it's socially or politically. And that's not Singapore society. That's not the median Singaporean. And online media. And academics and and online journalists and uh, independent thinkers like yourself, we are out of step with the uh, the median Singaporean. How would you respond to that? And what is Jom's philosophy on this? Right. So, will Jom be more balanced, quote unquote? Right. I say quote unquote because it's uh, it's a uh, that that term itself can be problematic. But but what do you think? Oh, by the way, there is this attempt at three uh, at all three answers. So the Ridiculously random, Rachel said the first is yeah. three, second Saint Jack, third is member, supporter, patron. Oh yeah, is and that, is that and correct? my colleague Jean has told me that uh, yeah we, we already have a winner. Okay, so I'm guessing. Uh, right. it's my okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, thank you. So, so that's uh, Rachel, right? Okay. So we will decide on the first one. I'm not sure who it is, but yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, I, I'm, I'm writing it down. I will just uh, pass you the details later. Yeah. So it's. Uh, oh, but while it, we're, we're we're also recording all the comments so we can double check later. Ah, so wonderful. I, I usually do not I, do that, but thank you. I wanted to relieve you of the pressure of like. Thank you. Thank you. Thank comments. you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe your your team can help me with recording comments next time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I'm kidding. Okay, so so yeah, uh, liberal, and that's not where majority of Singaporeans are at. Okay, so, um, I mean, the word liberal is is a bit 
is a bit, uh, I mean, I mean, it's used, you know, the words left and right as labels, as liberal and conservative as labels, I mean, they, they, are, they are necessary shorthand, the necessary shorthand to, to understand political dynamics. But I think in Singapore, I, I'd rather just use uh, establishment and non-establishment. So oh. um, I think, yes, uh, you're right that a lot of the online alternative media tends towards non-establishment views and non-establishment positions and people. And, and But I think we need to understand the, the history of this because um, Singapore's media was very heavily controlled from the 1970s onwards um, and through a whole bunch of different regulations and acts, you know, the 1974 Newspaper Act being the, the first and most powerful one. And so I think certainly, so I, I, I moved back to Singapore in 2005 after six years in America. Um, and I think certainly at that time, there was a sense that we needed alternative voices and uh, people who would like basically talk about issues that the mainstream media was not willing to talk about, or even if they were willing to talk about, could not do it in a deep, articulate, uh, comprehensive way because of the political pressures that they are under. Um, so I think what what evolved then is, is, is quite a natural evolution right? in the sense that, you know, because you have a particular establishment viewpoint coming out of the mainstream press, the online media necessarily had to veer in that direction, you know. So I think it's it's quite natural why it occurred that way in Singapore. Uh, maybe not in other countries where even before the internet. So I mean, America is a great example. Right. Know, before the internet, you had you know you had Fox on the Fox on the right and, and yeah. you know outlets like CNN on the left. Uh, that that wasn't the case in Singapore. Singapore, all traditional media essentially was was establishment. So. Yes, I mean, we've evolved in that direction, but it's, it's a, a structural and institutional and historical reasons why. Now, um, since, since that has happened, uh, I, I, I think, you know, we've had uh, establishment people pushing back in different ways and trying to pick up more active online as well. So yeah. uh, I, I, I don't want to mention critical spectator, but I guess there's no other way to, to talk about it. <laughs> Necessarily politically liberal views, uh, so they may be <clears throat> some online websites, and you can see they would be very pro LGBT rights, for instance. They would be pro minorities, but not necessarily critical of the establishment. So I guess also that's a way 
that's a clever way, I guess, to reach out to younger the younger audience without basically offending uh, the establishment as well. Uh, so, uh, so there is no. We, yeah, yeah. Carry on. Carry on. Yeah. No, I mean, I, we we still tend to put politicians on a pedestal. I think that's that's part of the issue. Yeah. So, absolutely. So, so we don't have a we don't have a healthy uh, climate of political criticism here. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, it's getting a lot better. It's getting a lot better. You know, and and credit credit even to you know a lot of people at the Straits Times and other mainstream media outlets. I think coverage here is is fairer than it was 20 years ago. I mean, the pace of change is so damn slow, lah. But you know, if you, if you look. If you look at a 20-year period, yeah, you, you can see some difference in the yeah 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 absolutely. In the mainstream media coverage of the opposition for sure. Yeah, I thought I thought actually mainstream media did really well during the uh, 2020 elections. I thought they uh, they covered uh, the opposition uh, pretty well and even the issues. Now the COP coverage, I think, was <laughs> was lacking, uh, but the elections, I think, from lacking, 2011. That's a, that's a good euphemism for it. Lacking. A... <laughs> I, 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 I would have used much harsher words, but oh, oh, by the way, I, uh, about five hours ago, Walid told me um, not to use any profanities on the show, so I'm just like, I really wanted my mouth. <laughs> I said, unless necessary, then yeah. <laughs> so I, I would say uh, it is um, generally improving. Uh, so you are right. Uh, but yeah, so there is no desire on your part basically to have, you know, uh, Joe, let's say you are representing one, a, an article, right? You are talking about one, one issue and then you get a pro and against. There is no desire at all on your part to do that. <clears throat> So the, I mean, the question of balance is an interesting one because, you know, I, I think it depends what people mean by balance. So yeah. if it's if it's if it's about the need to be comprehensive and have empathy towards all parties, then I think that's important. I think that's very important. But if it's if, if balance is about the need just to show the other point of view, sometimes people call it both both sidesism. Uh, if it's just about the need to, you know, show the opposite point of view, uh, then then I think it's potentially problematic, um, and 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 it's become a big issue in American journalism as well over the past uh, six years since since uh, the Trump presidency, you know, because a lot of a lot of journalists there felt the need under under the auspices of talents felt the need to like, um, you know, either either sugarcoat some of Trump's statements, like not, not directly call them racist when they were actually racist, or, or, just, or just showcase, you know, a, a, a particular bigoted point of view like, that, that Trump was espousing. So I think, I think balance, you know, balance for the sake of balance is actually problematic. But if, if when somebody says balance, all they mean is like, you know, being rigorous in your method, uh, talking to everybody who might be important in that story, then I think, yeah, I think that's that's those are important important qualities right. for a. So, for so, so what if those two overlap? So let's say Trump and Trump is a bigot, right? And he does parrot uh, bigoted views sometimes. I mean, he's rarely rarely ever original in the message, but maybe in the delivery, he's pretty original. So, so he's saying a lot of views which have been said before by other bigots. 
But what if that view is held by 40-50% of the country? Then wouldn't it be wiser? It may not be more ethical. It may or may not be uh, more ethical. But wouldn't it be wiser still to have that representation uh, there? Uh, and then if you disagree with it, you can refute it rather than call that uh, view bigoted and then not give that. I understand the idea that you shouldn't give this a platform, but if 50% of the country believes that already, and when we exclude them, uh, then these people will just say, oh, see, this is why mainstream media is so biased, they're excluding all of us. So wouldn't it be uh, wiser to just include them in the conversation, even though we may find some of the views abhorrent? What, what do you think about that? I, I I mean, I think it depends on the extremity of the view and the platform uh, as well. So, you know, when I say platform, so for a media outlet, um, do you allow somebody uh, a sentence in an article or do you allow that person to have to write an entire op-ed, so to write an entire column, right, promoting that, that particular bigoted view? So, I mean, let, let, let's take a concrete example, and, 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 and I don't think there are easy answers around this. So, so you know, the, the best way to think about this is around nativism and xenophobia, right? And so if you look at what hap what's happened in Europe and, and to some degree America over the past 10, 15 years, um, it's the rise of, of far-right parties. If, if you look at countries like Hungary, it's, it's the rise of entire far-right government. Uh, which have very, you know, sort of xenophobic platforms, essentially. And, and the argument is that it's better to actually allow a far-right party to form and contest because exactly what you said, Walid, because then you are at least providing a democratic outlet for these bigoted views. Yeah. So I think, I think, and, 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 and I think uh, liberals, and, and I mean liberal in the classical sense, right, political liberal, uh, they, they have a lot of problems with this with this idea because, again, and, and I think it's also related to where we are in today's world in terms of technology and communication. Um, it's so easy for problematic, bigoted views to actually have a very direct effect and impact on vulnerable communities. So, so in the case of, of Europe, it would be refugees coming from places like Syria, right? Yeah. Um, and... Unfortunately, in today's like crazy, like hyperfast media environment, you know, when, when you have a far right politician who's allowed a platform, who's then able to espouse, you know, extremely xenophobic views, the, the potential impact is much greater. La. And so I'm just, I'm just painting to you the, the, the broad Understood. picture. And, and when you come Understood. to a place like Singapore, you know, what, you know, is it better to allow, so, so, so let's say, let's keep on xenophobia and nativism. You know, I, I think the people who, in my view, espouse some of the most problematic statements uh, probably come from Lim Tian's party uh, when it comes to migration and migrants. Um, so, you know, should, should, should a platform like ours, if, if we are having a conversation about Singapore's population and demographics and immigration and integration and Sika and what we do with Sika. Is it is it imperative on us to allow LinkedIn a platform on Joe? Um, I think I I would have a lot of hesitation. I would actually have a lot of hesitation because 
you know, if if we offered somebody a LinkedIn platform, um, depending on what agenda he wants to push, you know, sometimes I, I, it's, it's not clear whether politicians actually have that agenda right, or, or right, they're right. actually just capitalizing on sentiment right, right. that yeah, they yeah. Yeah. in order <clears throat> yeah. to achieve some grander grander ambition and and you know but but allowing somebody with a forget LinkedIn the name but allowing somebody with a xenophobic nativist view uh, a platform on Joe I think would be very problematic so I, I and 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 just because they represent what 20% of Singaporeans or, or 30% of Singaporeans I I I don't think we should because of the potential, like I mentioned earlier, the potential for media in the world that we're in right now to have a direct and powerful impact on vulnerable communities. So let's say uh, new Indian immigrants yeah. in this case. So so I think uh, with regard to uh, Job, I think you're, you're absolutely right, right? So as the editor-in-chief, you have the absolute right. You are under no obligation to, to present both sides or... Uh, uh, whatever it is, right? But don't you think as a philosophy, right? Uh, if you believe in free speech, you believe in it, right? And the moment we say, oh, yes, I believe in free speech, but yours is bigoted, right? But don't you think that is dangerous for people who actually o operate outside the mainstream? People like you and I probably, right? Don't you think? Because then ultimately it's about power defining what is acceptable and what is not, what is bigoted and what is not, right? So, wouldn't you think that would, that kind of moral judgment in terms of who gets to speak, don't you think ultimately it will backfire against those who are on the outside? Uh, it could possibly, it could possibly. Uh, and I don't think there are easy lines right. uh, with any of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think... Uh, there, are, there are rules that can be easily set in place for what constitutes bigotry or what constitutes hate speech. You know, it's, it's extremely problematic. Yeah. Um, and, and, and especially if you look at online forums in, in America and other places where there, there are so many code words being used today. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's not yeah. even... So yeah, the, the dog whistle, the code words. And, yeah. and, and this gets back to, to actually the, the, the government's... Uh, attempt to come down on cancel culture and, and you know antecedents of that are, are Pofma and Fika. You know, it it you're 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 trying to impose a top down uh, regimented structure on something that's actually very fluid and difficult and actually that you need to allow society to organically talk talk through a lot more. Right, 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 right. And I, I think you're you're right. I think we agree that there are no easy solutions to this and Maybe we, we just haven't, as a species, we haven't come to terms with this, right? Because social media is a huge, and the, you know, the internet age is a huge uh, development in the history of our evolution, right? Uh, so there are a few yeah, but, but words. I, Sorry, I, yeah, I, carry I on, carry agree. on, carry on. Yeah. I generally agree with your, with your impulse and sentiment. I mean, I mean, I'm not somebody who's in favor of, of camping down on free speech. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, for, for the past, you know, many years, I've been trying to like, in Singapore, trying to promote more speech. Right, <laughs> so right, right. That, uh, and, and, and I, I do have a lot of problems with with the language police in places uh, that that are very dear to my heart, like like Berkeley, where I went to school. You right, know, I think right, I think right. sometimes the language police in parts yeah. of California and parts of the West in America they they go a bit overboard. Yeah. So I, I 
I do recognize some dangers there of the extreme, yeah. you're going to call them the extreme illiberal left, uh, yeah. especially in America. But I don't think that situation exists in Singapore. And so in Singapore, when I when, when somebody like uh, Mr. Shamugam comes up against cancel culture, I, uh -oh. I, I'm a bit wary. Because I, I don't think we have that situation here that, that warrants coming down hard on cancel culture. Okay, yeah. Oh, thankfully you just left it there. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. What is, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to attack every politician in Singapore on your show, man. I already, I already worried. Just, just that you went to leave that critical spectator. Am I going to get lawyers' letter? All of this. After this? <laughs> don't worry. I mean, this is a this is a free platform, right? So. Uh, so I mean I I definitely uh, share your sentiments on that also just just uh, just a quick one on I think the illiberal left will turn a lot of people away from the left I think uh, and and the left has to deal with this uh, this idea it comes from a good good place uh, but at times there is an a, an upper middle class element to this there is some condescension in the way people deal with others who may not necessarily agree with their views and I think. Uh, the end result is just going to be disastrous for, for the left. So, I agree with you that we don't see that in Singapore yet. But don't you think that's coming? I mean, that's not Twitter really. language already. You don't think so? Yeah? No, not really. Okay. Not okay. really. I, yeah. I, I, I think we have a very... I mean, if you're talking about real cancel culture in terms of like horrific public shaming, deplatforming, you know, like like getting somebody fired from their job. I I don't yeah, I don't I, I don't I, I don't think we necessarily have that culture here in Singapore. Um, okay. um, so I think a lot of the criticism which is which is called cancel culture, I, I think that a lot of that, that criticism is actually valid criticism. I, I don't think I see much of it at all. Okay. All and, right. and and as some and, and as one of your one of your viewers uh, very smartly commented, you know, the, the G is the original cancellor, which which is absolutely no, true. No, no, I, I agree that I don't think the the government should be talking about cancel culture. I agree with that. But I also think that there is such a thing as cancel culture. I mean, even sometimes I, I speak to some younger people, some some of my students, right? Some of the views that they have, they do not dare to express uh, to even some of their other friends. Uh, and they definitely do not express dare to express it online, right? Uh, because fear of getting cancelled. Right now, you may say that fear is unfounded or what, but I think it's gonna be more of an issue later on. Uh, and maybe, maybe uh, for a different crowd, maybe for for Twitter or TikTok. So the younger audience, maybe this is uh, this fear is more apparent. I don't know. I don't. I don't really have the data for that, but. Just anecdotally, I do see that uh, younger people are more are more fearful of that. I think, uh, and and that would be a shame because I think that is another layer of self censorship that we really don't need. Already, we have so many different reasons for self censorship, uh, uh, and I think we we don't need that. Right. Uh, so, uh, sorry, just to go back to the first uh, challenge, right? So, Jombori. So Yan Chong, uh, Pro Professor Yan Chong said that. Uh, wait, I thought oh. there was another. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Jom Nom Nom. 
Yeah, so I, I saw another one just now. Uh, but yeah, oh, Jomunity, yes, that was the other one. Yeah, so Jomunity, okay. Well, so the audience oh, yeah, is really trying hard. Yeah, 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 carry on. Mambo Jumbo, I, I, I don't think, I don't think that's a good reflection of, of the work you're doing. So. What is it, yeah. Jumbo? Uh? Mambo Jumbo. <laughs> Mambo Jumbo. <laughs> Many of my many of my uh, Wednesdays in my youth were spent there for better or worse. But um, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, uh, for for the question one, which is the permutations of Joe, uh, we will actually uh, announce the winner tomorrow. I think. Okay. First, all right. Yeah. Can, there, can, there, yeah, there, yeah, there yeah. are a lot of a lot of different options, okay. and I think. So, so I yeah. leave it to you to announce the winners for for both, I suppose. Yeah, and then I'll yeah, share the yeah. I'll share the I'll share I think, the results. I think the, the three question thing we we have a winner, but yeah, the yeah. other okay. one we sure. just wanted to have a chat because it's yeah. All right. Okay. So thank you. The audience has been really participative, and any uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your your tactics work. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of people are, are quite excited to see where, where Joe would go. So that's this uh, leads to my final question. So in, in 10 years' time, where does Joe fit in in your vision for Singapore and your vision for Joe as well? Uh, and uh, the assumption, of course, is that Joe becomes a successful outfit, uh, as successful or more successful than Rice Media and Mothership, hopefully. Uh, and... Uh, is still around. So where does Jom fit in? Uh, by the way, there was one comment earlier on. Uh, Sudir, I hope Jom doesn't sell out like the other <laughs> online house. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, so what? Uh, where do you see uh, Jom in in ten years in the wider vision of uh, your wider vision of Singapore? Um. Yeah, in terms of sellout in ten years, I mean the the the, the scenario that I'm worried about is that. In two or three years, we are just like kind of like stumbling along. You know, we 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 built a good brand, but we're not very uh, commercially sustainable yet. Mm, mm. And then we perhaps get a big offer from uh, uh, one or two individuals to inject money into our brand. Lah. That that's actually the scenario that worries me the most because I, I and and you know there are, there are many media companies around the world that are now being supported by one or two rich people and uh, I don't think that would be good for us but yeah that that's that's a potentially bad scenario so i do hope that we get enough reader funding you know people subscribing uh, to jom in 10 years time well in 10 years time you, you just just where i see jom in 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 singapore um, i i hope that by that point, so our, our current focus is on uh, long-form journalism and photography. I hope that in by ten years we're doing a lot more. We're doing a lot more video. We're doing a lot more podcasts. We're, we're in different formats. Uh, we hopefully have different editors across all the different, um, you know, departments or verticals, uh, arts and business and technology. We we want to do a lot more business journalism. You know, I think I think. Um, in Singapore, people often think about uh, politics as a no-go area and, and a place yeah. where you need a lot more critical journalism. But I think uh, business and finance is another big area. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. yeah. And it's, it's also related, again, to advertising, right? So 
media companies are afraid to criticize SIA. They are afraid to criticize. Yeah. yeah they are afraid to because they they're all big yeah, advertisers. advertisers. The, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 one sector that people keep telling me to write about is insurance. You know, so your your insurance companies are, are big advertisers. No, nobody wants to touch them. So right. nobody knows why they keep jacking up our premiums and doing all right. kinds of funny things to us. And, right. and um, so I think we do want to have a lot more business investigative journalism coming out of Joe. I think that's okay. very important for Singapore. In fact, I, I would almost argue that that political journalism now is at a is at a more advanced level than than business journalism in Singapore. Wow, that's that means that um, the, the level of business journalism is really set. If that is, <laughs> yeah, I I, 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 I do proper proper. I mean, small outfits like Tech in Asia do a little bit. You know, right. so when 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 Honest B went bust, you know, I think Tech in Asia did something, but it's still it's it's very immature. You know, it's we've got a long way to go. Right. Um, and so we hope to be across a lot more formats, but I also hope in ten years' time that we've expanded maybe uh, overseas. So, oh wow! Uh, possibly, possibly, if we do well and if we're around in ten years, then possibly places like like KL and Penang and maybe Jakarta. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that would be English, or you're thinking of vernacular yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it would be English. I, I, I okay. you know, I think part of our like business thesis is that, you know, obviously Singapore, there, there, there's a segment of of. Uh, People who want a good literary magazine, but but our thesis is that across Southeast Asia, actually, there's there's enough of a enough of a critical mass in each of those countries that would probably appreciate an English language uh, magazine. You know, there okay. there there are enough Indonesians and Thais and Malaysians yeah, who yeah, yeah. either studied abroad or, or you know yeah. English is their second language or Absolutely. or whatever lah. Absolutely, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think I think for uh, sure. So yeah, it, it, I I I don't think we can compete in local language in these countries, but I think. Uh, a good English literary magazine. If we if we built our brand and base here, and then moving moving abroad, I think it might be possible. Right. Okay. Thank you so yeah. much. So so I'll end off uh, reading these two uh, very uh, encouraging comments. So uh, from Angie, she is an illustrator herself. Also appeared on the show before. She said, "John's illustrations are great." Uh, and Acrobat's wife, seventy six. Uh, says that I see Jom as the substation of the art scene, and Jom represents to me what purists of real journalism uh, were inspired to uh, to study the course, basically study journalism. Yeah, so that's that's, oh, really, that's nice. That's yeah, nice. that's really nice. That's really nice. Yeah. So this Thank one, you. I see Jom as an outfit that tows along the line but never crosses it. So it provides a moment of thrill with each article. Oh. That's interesting. That's uh, that's really um, that's an art, right? If you are, I I don't know whether that's a fair characterization, but if you do that, I mean that's really an art, right? Uh, but I thought that ship has sailed for you, Sudin. <laughs> what ship? You you mean I I keep crossing the line, or what? Is, is that what you mean? By... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I, but I, Joe, I, yeah, I, yeah. I should I should like I should I I I should. Drop some heavy commentary now about a political <laughs> leader. So, so your show also crosses the line. <laughs> okay, final question, Sudev. So, uh, we we like I like to end on a conciliatory note. Uh, so, who is your <laughs> favorite PAP MP other than Mariam, who I know is a personal friend? So, other than Mariam Jaffer, who is uh, your favorite PAP MP and why? 
Hey, Larry lah, Larry. I mean, Larry, I, I know Larry, man. Larry? No, hey, don't, don't, don't tell him I call him Larry. <laughs> I don't call him Larry. Oh, oh we, you know we, him? You know him personally, is it, uh, Larry? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You just, okay, you used we, to write, we, we, play we, guitar we overlap, together. We overlap, and, we overlap uh, one year in, in grad school. Ah, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And you are... Uh, He's your I mean, favorite I, because... I don't have... He, he, he's not on speed dial, lah, you know. But I, <laughs> I mean, if, if we happen to be in the same room, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, lah, you know. Is it? Okay. Okay, okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. And... Uh, but but uh, who's my favorite? Um, oh, I forgot PAP, MP. Did you say PAP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. PAP, yeah. You said PAP, yeah. Uh... Wow. I, I guess I would still have to say Tarman lah, despite despite my uh, misgivings. I usually I usually tell people not Tarman, uh, oh, other not than Tarman. Tarman. Usually I tell people other than Tarman. Yourself, I said Mariam because I. Oh, so other than yeah, Tarman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than Tarman because other that's, than a, Tarman, that's an I easy think... one. Everybody will just Tarman, right? Yeah. <laughs> other than Tarman, uh, so other than Tarman and other than Mariam, who I who, 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 who's in JC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, I, I, this, this is the hardest question of the evening, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you should have told me to go and read up PAP bios before the show, man. I, like, <laughs> you know, in the spirit of reconciliation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not joking, man, I'm really... <laughs> I don't you really... know, you know. I asked. Uh, I, 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 I don't want to say anybody. Like I, I don't. I don't even really like know anybody else. Uh. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. I shall uh, not uh, put you on the spot too much. So uh, when I asked uh, Dr. Chi, he's he actually couldn't think of one. He didn't. He didn't want to say anybody. And he said Lim Chin Siong. <laughs> <laughs> you and I mean, okay, okay, so okay, I'll say one, I'll say one, I'll say one. Okay, I, okay. I, I actually, I actually, I actually quite like Heng Sui Kiet. Okay. Who I've met a couple of times, um, and I've interacted with a couple of times. Um, I feel a bit uh, sorry and sad the way his, you know, political career changed over the past two years. Um, but like he, I. He was one of the few like PAP ministers that I met that I actually felt had a lot of heart for everybody, you know, not, not just everybody in the room, wherever he was, like a lot of heart, a lot of time for everybody, but, but also um, for, for, you know, everybody in society, you know, the, the, the way he actually like, like genuine care for, for a lot of people in society. Now, he has a lot of critics for a whole bunch of reasons, and we don't we don't have to get into them right now. But uh, yeah, I, I actually think Heng Sui Kiat is a is a really like nice guy. Okay, thank you so much, Sudir. I really I really enjoyed today's conversation. Sorry, we went over by about thirteen minutes. Uh, so, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, any anything you want to say? Oh, Alfian just joined us. Uh, we are just ending. So yeah, I, I, I wanted to ask you when you're starting your Oprah your Oprah book club. <laughs> 
you, 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 get... you have to break out wallet now, now I... you're like five seasons now it's, it's time to break out of the mall man you, you, you're going to I become need... like, a, like, like like coffee with Karan or, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like a... coffee with Karan I mean you I guess take that's... this to the next Take, you know, take this to the next level, man. I need more viewers for this first. You know, I need more PAP folks to come on first. <laughs> then I can, <laughs> then I can take it. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Sudhir. I really enjoyed uh, this conversation. All the best with Joe. Me too. And thanks, thanks for thanks no for problem. Us. The pleasure was completely mine, and I have subscribed. Uh, so uh, for my viewers as well, please subscribe, and we should support. You know, I subscribe to Street Times as well. No, so we should support. Our especially our independent media as much as possible. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Good Appreciate night. it, man. Yeah. Good night, Sudir. Good night, everyone. Bye bye.